Hey, this is Pona, and welcome to True Form, a podcast where I attempt to put into words the storm cloud of confusion and lightning bolts that is my brain. So, this is part two of two of my conversation with Vinita called Identity, Living Between Two Cultures, and Sex Eyes. If you haven't listened to part one, now would be a good time to go and do so. Last episode, we ended off by talking about colorism within our own communities, and today we are starting off with identity. How does it feel to grow up between two cultures? We both did it, so we've got a lot to say about it. Okay, let's get on with the first question. I know you mentioned um, when we went gallery hopping that you feel more Canadian than you do Sri Lankan, and like, what is can you talk a little bit about that? Like, other than the fact that you've been in Canada longer, <laughs> um, what it means to be a Sri Lankan, or just like, well, because you said you feel more Canadian, like you identify more with a Canadian. Well, so we left Sri Lanka because because of the war, mm-hmm. and um, I do have this identity crisis because I grew up my childhood childhood days were in Sri Lanka, right? But it was in the northern Sri Lanka where there's more Tamil population. So I identify with myself as, well, I am Tamil, but Tamil uh, or Tamil has become um, my, I guess, cultural identity. And then in terms of my beliefs are way more liberal because it, it, sh- it was shaped because I grew up in Canada because I'm a Canadian, right? But my struggle is that how do you, how do you, because of my culture and where, where I was born, it's, um, what am I trying to say? It's, uh, it's sometimes it's polar opposites, right? The Western culture and Sri Lankan, the Eastern culture, right? Um, trying to put those together and try to see, okay, which one do I want to follow? Which one do I not? It's a struggle every day. I'm just like, am I? I can be 100% um, Sri Lankan Tamil because some of the beliefs or notions that they follow are not in line with my way of thinking, right? And my way of thinking was shaped by Canadian education, Canadian culture, right? So I need to, I often have to figure out which ones do I follow, which ones do I not. I'm more westernized or liberal in my way of thinking, but my core values or my core core thought process is more Tamil. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. So like being like being close to my family or, you know, like my notions on marriage or things like that, it's it's very traditional. Whereas like equality or uh believing in an equal society or <laughs> believing in uh, uh having equal rights for females, those are more liberal. Yeah. I mean, the reason I ask is because, like, I was born here. So definitely I have probably more of um, a Canadian identity Mm -hmm. than you do in in the sense that I never lived another culture. However, it's funny because, like, I, like a lot of people who were born outside of our parents, um, what do you call it? birth country um, yeah we we tend to like reject that side of us 
because we want to fit in at school, right? We don't want to seem like, you know, ethnic. (laughs) So we spend a lot of our childhood and our teenage years rejecting that side of us. And then Mm -hmm. later on, we start realizing, especially now when there's just more like representation happening, we start Mm -hmm. to try and like figure out that side of us a little bit more instead of rejecting it. Well, I used to go through that phase as well when I was, because I came here in grade five or six, so like around that time. So that's like going right into adolescent, right? So I didn't know what to follow, Mm. where I fit in. I still feel like I don't fit in anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's only few like other outcasts or outliers that I fit in with, that I, I click with, but I don't fit in with. I don't. I I personally feel like I don't fit completely in with a whole lot of Tamil people or people my age because I I feel like I fit in. I have a better connection at times with somebody who's a bit older, like eighty two years old, and I can share my stories with them, and they can share their stories. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends for a long time slash friend slash neighbor was an eighty two eighty two year old woman mm-hmm. uh, who passed away last year but like I had more connection with her than I did with people in high school um but it's just it's just um it took me a while to learn how to balance both of them and to realize okay what type of person am I what is going to be my driving force and who am I becoming right so I don't think it happened overnight where I'm just like, this is it. This is how I'm going to accept it. I used to care. I still, part of me still does care about what people thought or how they would see me, if they're judging me, if I'm judging them. But it took a lot of, a long time to be like, I don't care what you think about me. Right. Um, people might think of it as arrogant, maybe, but that's your problem. But it's just, I if I want to do something, I'll, probably do it i think that's why we get along because we're the same <laughs> we're the same in that sense like i don't really care what anyone thinks of me and i also get along with old people yeah <laughs> I, well we worked at the textile yeah. museum and most of the volunteers were over 50 and i i got along really well with them. yeah they're so great like they have so much knowledge <laughs> i love talking to um people of a certain generation because i feel like we bond more because mm-hmm. my Thought processes maybe in that generation. <laughs> I, well, you know, ever since I was a kid, I always felt like, I mean, I don't feel this way now because, you know, mm-hmm. we're all adults. But like as a kid, I did feel like I was a lot more mature than all the other kids around me. Yeah. Like I just didn't want to do all the same things. I didn't, wasn't interested in any of like, I mean, you and I are the same in the sense that we don't really follow pop culture. <laughs> Mm. like I have no interest in it I'd be quite boring (laughs) I'm not interested in pop culture like at all like um obviously I'm still on on the internet so I'll see things but I'm not gonna like be obsessed with anything or buy into anything (laughs) right so I just I think there are better things to do in life um other than that but that at the same time like now I know that I'm not superior to people who do Mm -hmm. right it's just their way yeah life versus my way of life is just this not, that's not what I find to be fascinating or would like to spend my time doing mm-hmm. versus this is what they would like to do so I'm in no place to judge um if they want to do that go ahead that's their life and 
this is what I want to do. And so I have to find friends who like doing the same things. Mm-hmm. Which can be hard, which is why I've learned to be by myself a lot. And yeah. I enjoy being like, I enjoy my own company. And that's something that I feel like a lot of people need to learn how to do is just like, it's enjoy themselves. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Because actually, so before I started university, my bachelor's, which was at St. George campus, and I'm from Scarborough. And I, it was, it was one of the hardest, but it let me to grow a lot more and be more independent uh, and to learn to do things myself. Because when you have 200 people, students in a class, you need to be able to go into that class and be by yourself. Because you're not going to meet the same person every, every class or sit beside the same person. So it's just, you're all you got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But going to events or going to do things by myself, I haven't um, learned how to do that until recently because I realized that people are not always going to be available to do things with you. So if you really want to do something and you want to do it right there, right then, you should just go ahead and do exactly. it. Exactly. I've traveled right? so um, much by myself just because you know how hard it is to be like, hey, like, are you available and do you want to spend several hundred dollars on flights? You know what I mean? It's just, (laughs) nobody's going to say yes. They're going to be like, let me look at my schedule and then never get back to you. (laughs) So I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to go alone. (laughs) I haven't learned, I haven't done traveling by myself. I have two other friends who are also single. So we travel together and we try to make it work, but that's on my to-do list Mm -hmm. of things to do alone. I went to the beach alone the other day, and that was the first time I actually did. Mm-hmm. And it was actually quite quite empowering. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm actually doing this, and I don't care <laughs> about what people think. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was really peaceful. And I have never done that by myself before. And um, except for a few catcalling, it was pretty good. And I just felt like. This is me being alone with my thoughts, and I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> I don't think I would have been able to say that in the past. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I'm always just like, oh, I need to find somebody to go with. Well, now I don't have to. If I want to go to the beach, I'll go alone. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a really good time to like reflect and think and figure mm-hmm, yourself out, right? Because I feel like sometimes other people can hold us back. <laughs> For sure. and. It's weird that um, I I also thought, hmm, I wonder, maybe because I'm to, almost, I'm turning 30 and I'm getting older, <laughs> and, you know, as people got, get older, that, uh, that they, um, you know, they really don't give a crap about what, what other people think or feel about them. They just do what they want to do. Yeah. Maybe this is something that comes with age. I mean, I have a few <laughs> friends um, who are theater people because I sometimes yeah. do theater haven't in a while but you know I have in the past um yeah so these theater friends are older ladies you know around like 40s 50s and they are just the most like they don't give a shit what anyone thinks about them (laughs) you know and they're just so liberated um and they just do whatever the hell they want and having that influence in my life from like a young-ish age I would say like early 20s Mm -hmm. like I had that yeah I think it just helped me a lot because like you know, like I'll go out without shaving my legs, for example, because I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like if I don't want to shave my legs, I don't want to. Sh- I don't want to shave my legs. Like I don't have to. Um, How long is your hair though when you don't shave it? 
Hmm? How long does your hair get if you don't shave your Depends legs? Depends how long I leave it off for. Like, sometimes <laughs> I will shave it just because I'm like, okay, I feel like it today. But if I don't, like, then I won't. The thing I'll do for sure, though, is my armpits. Even yeah. if I don't feel like it because, you know, people think that's gross more than legs. But, um, yeah. My legs get pretty <laughs> furry. Furry. So, <laughs> yeah, it grows over, like, a few hours. Like, I can feel it prickling when the night ends. So... I do have to shave it, but there are times I went to work with a little bit of stubble, and I'm just like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care because I didn't have time to shave, and I didn't want to be late for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I feel like there's so many things that just hold us as women back. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have to carry a fucking purse, <laughs> and that just like holds us back, right? I don't even have a purse. I've gotten rid of all of mine. I don't have purses anymore. <laughs> but like, just things like. Uh, you know it's hot outside you want to wear a tank top and you're like ah, oh, gotta spend that extra few minutes shaving you know it's like and wearing a bra yeah <laughs> wearing a bra <laughs> which is gonna make it sweaty more mm-hmm. but then if you don't wear it people are going to be staring exactly and like okay the thing the silly thing is and I caught myself thinking this like it was so silly mm-hmm. like just the other day I went out and I didn't shave my legs and like yeah, I always think that whenever there are people behind me snickering, they're laughing at me. Yeah. Mm, like, I always have that thought. But, like, they're not even looking yeah. at me, right? Um, yeah. And I know that. And I, I fully know that. But I always, just in the back of my mind, think, oh, my God, they're laughing at me. Like, I heard these two girls behind me, like, laughing. And then one of yeah. them was like, oh, that's so gross, but also so lazy. And Oh, and you thought it was directed towards you. I thought it you. was directed towards me, but it wasn't. It I have- wasn't. I have the same feeling. I think it, it comes with being... I I heard your last few podcasts that you had, and one of them was about being shy and having all oh, the lack of confidence as well when you were a, younger. Mm-hmm. Right? So I had the same things, and I would always think the same thing, even if it doesn't have to... Has, it has nothing to do with me. Um, it, I think it comes from me being a loner in high school mm-hmm. and I had friends but but our group was kind of like um the outcast group so <laughs> there was an artist there was the writer you know uh and there was me um so it was just like random people who didn't fit in with the other typical cliques yeah came together to be friends but we don't always hang out right yeah so like Every time a group a whole pre- people laugh, and I'm just like, oh, are they laughing at me? Is there anything on my face? Is there anything on my... Or, like, sometimes people do stare at you, right? Or they look at you, and I'm just like, wait, is it the lipstick? Is it? Does it look too bad? Or is it my eyes? Do I look weird? Do I look ugly? But, like, recently, I don't really care. And I also learned that maybe they're staring because you look nice, not because you look awful mm-hmm. or there's something wrong with mm-hmm, you, right? Exactly. So I learned that recently. <laughs> I learned that recently. Like some people do come up to you and tell you, oh, I really like what you're wearing or this and that, right? So that means, oh, maybe she was staring at you or he was staring at you because you look nice, mm-hmm. right? It's just a change in perspective. But I'm so attuned to thinking that it's something bad, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's because of my thought process since... I was an adolescent that never really fit in with anyone. Yeah, and kids can be so mean to each other. Yeah, they can. Even to 
like they can be mean to adults on the bus. Like, yeah. And I sometimes look like a kid, so they make me or may not think I was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I remember um, <laughs> back in the day, I had a few friends, and yeah, the only thing that bonded us really, and the only thing that we yeah. ever talked about or laughed about was just other people. Oh my That's gosh! It. That's it, and it. And I, I, I acknowledge that as a phase in my life where mm-hmm. that's what I would sort of derive all of my pleasure from, right? Was just like... Oh, like gossip? Yeah. And even just laughing mm. at strangers on the streets because ah. <laughs> of their hair or like whatever, right? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and I, mm. you know, looking back, I don't recognize that person anymore, thankfully. <laughs> it, takes, it takes a while to get out of the way get out of your own way of thinking mm-hmm. right or just the way you've been programmed to think over the course of however many years and then you realize wait I've been looking at this uh wrong all, all these years right mm-hmm. or I've been doing this wrong and to change that mentality yeah right um it took me a while to be not so judgmental because I think most not most but like it's being judgmental is like a characteristic like most aunties when you go oh to my weddings or events they're just like oh look at what she's yes. wearing or um look at how nice she looks oh did you know this happened or do you think that's real gold or is it fake <laughs> you know those like yes all like of those wearing things. gold wearing gold is just like a big thing in like Sri Lankan um or like Tamil culture like more gold you have you must be rich or you just have a credit card bill that nobody talks about <laughs> yeah exactly um oh you're in so much debt but you have so much gold yeah you yeah know? um uh, so like like that that judgmental aspect of it i i feel like i i have i had it i used to be that and part of me still might be but i'm trying to change my uh change my way of thinking right so like i said before just because i'm this way I strive for perfection in my life or in the things I do doesn't mean I have to expect everyone else to be that way, right? right? And it's really hard to not expect people to do certain things the same way you do or to be the same way as you, right? But you can change the way you you what you expect from people or how they how you act when they do something that you don't approve of. Right, because just because you choose to live live your life this way doesn't mean you need everyone else to do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really hard because I feel like my my mom is a perfectionist and she <laughs> perfectionist and she does things a certain way and she always like expected me to do things a certain way. She would expect her sister to do do it like, oh, I cook, I clean, I go to work, and I'm doing all these things. Why can't my sister do it? And just like. Well, because she's not you, right? And she likes to live her life her way. So you can't expect her to do the things you're doing because she, you're, you two are not the same person, right? So I realized that that behavior or that characteristics came from her and I have to change the way I think yeah. so that, you know, I'm not constantly comparing myself to others or others to me. It has a lot. It has a lot to do with meeting different types of people, different characteristics, different um, people of different ethnicity, um, 
and of different like cultural backgrounds and it shapes the way you think mm-hmm. right um and like hearing their point of view and like hearing their backgrounds and culture um changes the way you view the world because because like i said like i didn't fit in with the a group of people i had different friends from different backgrounds different cultures and like like you or (laughs) because you were interested in music and like theater as well as museum Mm -hmm. um museum work and I met other people who were interested in like um oh gosh I can't remember anything off the top of my head (laughs) but like so like she had a different point of view from different things right so um also not just hanging out with friends in your field Yes. Or your professional field, right? Because I'm in architecture and I find that uh, when I was in architecture school, most people just hang out with other architecture students, right? Yeah. Um, or architecture professionals, which is fine, but I feel like you don't grow or you don't learn or you don't change your way of thinking by just hanging out with uh, people who have the same interests or same goals as you. You have to like expand and have more friends who are diverse Mm -hmm. because diversity is a positive good thing for people to grow for sure that's like why I love living in Toronto (laughs) yeah Yeah. right (laughs) I don't think I would have this opportunity if I were in Sri Lanka or maybe my way of thinking would be a little bit more um narrow mind for sure yeah like sometimes when we were kids when we were kids Mm -hmm. and we would talk back to our parents (laughs) Like, yeah. that was, like, unheard of for them. And I, I heard them, like, talking afterwards when we weren't there. They were like, oh, like, this, we didn't sign up for, like, they didn't say this, but, like, basically what they were expressing was, we didn't sign up for this when we came to Canada, you know, that our kids would talk back to us. And they're like, oh, like, what if we raised them in Vietnam? They would have been so, like, obedient. <laughs> oh, my God. I talk back all the time. I think I had that nature. <laughs> yeah. I, I, my mom still tells me that I'm still, like, that core characteristics of me being um like jumpy happy jolly but like a little bit of uh mischief a little bit of a rowdy I still have that Mm -hmm. (laughs) a little bit of uh like uh rebelliousness I still have that as much as it's like a good student good like professional (laughs) I still have that little bit of like mischief side in me that only close friends or family would see. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, I'm pretty composed. Yeah, but I think we all have different <laughs> sides to us, right? That what's that's what makes yeah. us like a whole human being. Human being, yeah. yeah. So it's like you're not just one or the other. You know, you can be like a bit of all of it. <laughs> yeah. But it's also, I found that in, well, because I'm in architecture, right? There's not a whole lot of diversity in architecture, to my knowledge, from the events I go to, but it's starting to get more diverse. And part of the reason it's not diverse is because people are not, aren't aware of um, architecture as a profession or architects or, you know. Mm-hmm. So people, I hear people saying, oh, well, architecture isn't diverse enough. Or, But in order to make it diverse, you need to have you need to reach out to people of different ethnicities to make them aware of this profession, right? Or to make them aware of the work we do, mm-hmm. right? If people don't know about this career choice, then it's harder to inspire people to be 
in that profession and it's harder to make it more diverse mm-hmm. right so i when i was doing architecture i i didn't feel like i had anyone to look up to who who was like me right right yeah. who was who was a tamil uh, a tamil south asian female right like i didn't have anyone to be like oh can i go to you for advice or can i ask you this that mm-hmm. right so um so that that's it was it was it's still kind of fairly you should see the response i get um because i'm petite and i'm a female at uh south asian events sometimes uh i don't know if it's out of respect but they don't shake my hands oh it could be because it's respect i can't touch a female like it could just be like oh um it might be inappropriate for me to like shake her hands right they always go and shake my brother's hands and then they nod at me right um but then as soon as i start telling them oh this is what i do i'm going to be an architect i have my master's degree right you can see that respect she's like oh okay she's a professional she's educated she's smart and then you can see like other men's like eyes light up interesting right? it's almost like their respect for you grew grew higher <laughs> interesting I don't like that they don't shake my hand. Right. right? It's just like, well, it's equal rights. Why don't you shake my hands? Like I'm not going to break. Right. <laughs> hmm. uh, but it's very common and I think it's just that they don't feel comfortable interacting with females that way. Like it took me a while to even hug my uncles when I see them. Just like, "Hey uncle," because they were just like we didn't have that type of relationship. There was always like male female uh boundaries. Right. But now that they have daughters now, so th- they may be like used to it by now. So I'm just like, okay, that's so interesting. <laughs> and um, what you call it? My, I was having this conversation with my friend the other day. Like, um, I don't know if this is true or not, but is it true that people gravitate towards physical looks and have more better conversations with people who are much better looking versus people who are not or like the stereotypically beautiful people like is it the first thought in your mind to go talk to the person who's dressed nicely and who looks more presentable and who's like stereotypically beautiful i think it depends on the event um like if you're like at a networking event you know it yeah. might differ from if you're just like uh i don't know what other kind at of event. party like a clubbing or- like just a regular situation yeah mm-hmm. yeah where you're it's like a casual event for example cuz like for yeah. me like the physical attractiveness of the person doesn't matter as long as they can have a conversation conversation right yeah um and if it's a guy mm-hmm. i would be more willing to talk to him if he didn't give me like the sex eyes <laughs> i don't know what that is but okay like <laughs> <laughs> No, okay, not like bedroom eyes, but like the sex eyes. I don't know if there's a difference, but like it's more like I think you should do a podcast on those <laughs> eyes. I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Where I don't know, you're talking to a guy and like he looks at you as if uh as if he's nervous because he thinks you're attractive. I don't know. It's like which is normal. Uh, I get that it's normal. Um yeah, but I don't know for some reason it makes me want to talk to them less. <laughs> Like, as a friend, you know what I mean? Because I feel like if as I were friend, to keep yeah. entertaining this, then, like, it would lead to we wouldn't be friends because he has a crush on me, right? So, like... Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> but if I find him attractive and this happens, then that's a different story. 
you know? Fair so, enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My friend was at an event and she said um, there was a group of people talking and this one particular guy was so keen on talking to this other girl who was um, like, I guess, more beautiful than her from her perspective. And at times it seemed like they were happy he was having the conversation only with her and everyone else he ignored. And it was at a networking event. And um, at the end of the, like when they were leaving, they all exchanged contact information, but he didn't ask for anyone else's contact information except hers. And she thought it was very rude Mm. to do that. And it was just like, um, it's not that she was attracted to him or, um, any of that it was a networking event and you were talking as a group of people and it was just it was just rude for her, rude that he didn't do that and then we had this whole conversation on um with another friend on like do people ignore others if they find one person attractive and they, they're just like blatantly rude and it, does it all come down to physical appearance right i mean for some people it might <laughs> Yeah. For me, it does not. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> what about me? Um, it, Like, for me, it depends on who I can talk to, who I feel comfortable talking yeah. to. Right? Because I'm naturally shy when I go to events, but I try not to be. I'm just like, you're going to regret this if you don't go to this event and have a conversation. So I just, I pretty much got out of my shell of being shy to go to these events alone and I do go to these events alone now, but and when I do, you just start talking to people and some people are really interesting and you click well with them and others not so much, but in South Asian events or like Tamil events, I find not all the time, but sometimes I find that the men stick together in a group and then like they're always in and it's really, I find it difficult for like if there's no other females, it just seems weird. From it feels like I'm interrupting a guy's party, mm. right? For me to be like, "Hey guys," because they're having their own conversations about whatever they talk about, right? I wouldn't be comfortable so, in that situation if it was just like all guys yeah. and it was just me. I feel like a, you know, a, what do you call it? Like just an ornament. Exactly, <laughs> and um, and like I, f- I sometimes feel like um, maybe they already know each other. Maybe they don't. They just bonded. I. I don't want to interrupt, but if there is a good mix of male and female group, I'm okay to be like, hey, how is it going? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I can go talk to them. Or I do feel more comfortable talking to females mm-hmm. versus males. Um, it's just easier for me to like uh, start a conversation. Same, because I know um, they don't want anything from me. Yeah. That's the thing, but I know like they don't want anything from me. But sometimes when I talk to a guy, like, okay, if he's around the same age, then it's like, the whole thing I talked about before about having a crush, but like, um, if it's like an, yeah. an older guy, then that's creepy. Like if he's giving me those eyes. Oh, oh my gosh, I did go to this one event, and oh, he's a he's a very good professional, but then I'm petite and I'm short, like I said before. So, um, in terms of where men stand, especially if you're taller and um slightly wider a person, it just seems like they're hanging over you or like crowding yeah. you right? It just feels too, too much in my space, right? So I like to take a step back. 
so I can make eye contact, but they're really close. So I always have to take like two steps back and they still move forward. Oh my God. It makes me really uncomfortable because I like my space, yeah. right? Don't we all? <laughs> and this one time, this person was shook my hand. He was professional. And then I caught him like peeking at my boobs, oh. like a quick <sighs> peek, but I caught him. And then after that, it's like, uh, I don't think I can look at you or talk to you the same way without feeling conscious. Yeah. That he checked out my boobs. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter who I am or what accomplishments yeah. I've, like, I've achieved. Yeah. Like, you're just always going to see me as, you know, what do you call that? Like An, an object. object. Yeah. And, and it was at a professional event. And, um, and he's around like the same age as my uncle, perhaps. And he's also Tamil. And it just made me feel really uncomfortable. I'm just like you're just you're my uncle's age and it's really weird my god like I feel super uncomfortable around like older Chinese guys too because they don't stop staring Uh, at me yeah I can't yeah like it's so creepy it's really (laughs) creepy um but those are the kind of things that you have to I don't know how do you how do you do you tell them stop staring because he wasn't staring it was just like a peek right but I saw that he peeked no I wouldn't engage any longer I would just try and get myself out as soon as possible because if you engage with that if you say like don't like stop looking or don't stare like they'll just that makes it really awkward. yeah and they might like see see that as like you know you just being i don't know um <laughs> like you have a stick up your ass you can't just be happy yeah you know oh like God. which is so annoying but so that's why i rather just walk away <laughs> um what you would call like and it would start an awkward conversation if you did yeah it's like yeah which nobody wants <laughs> and I wasn't wearing anything inappropriate or anything at all everything was covered yeah no it doesn't matter how covered you are they're still gonna look <laughs> like it's fact it's a fact it doesn't matter like if your whole face is covered oh my god they're still gonna look yeah it's it's yeah that was something and yeah. he gave me his business card I never reached out I'm just like I uh, know <laughs> I don't know what intentions are now, so I will not. Ew, yeah, definitely not. Okay, so unfortunately, we are running out of time, so we're going to have to start wrapping this up. Did you want me to say closing remarks? Are you going to say it? Oh, no, I'll do it. Okay. No, no, I just wanted to thank you for having me on your podcast. Oh, my God, thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited. (laughs) You're my first ever guest. Yay! I know first of many, because some stories... You do have to hear stories and snippets of people's memories and um, and their experiences from people of different culture and people of different uh, uh, age group as well. So that, you know, you just because normally when you're interacting with people or um, like you see them on the subway or you, you know, you don't know what their story is or what they're going through or what their experiences are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always wonder, like, oh, I wonder what um, what her or his um struggles are, or what, where, how did they come here? How did they come to be? Right? Or like when you see someone who's so established, but you don't hear a whole lot about how they got here, right? So mm-hmm. it's really interesting to hear stories of normal, regular people. <laughs> versus like Oprah or you know uh, <laughs> like obviously they made it but they're they're also not regular people anymore 
anymore. Yeah. Anymore, right? Yeah. So like hearing stories about your neighbors or your friends, but like digging deeper versus their dating stories makes it makes you connect with them on a different level. Right. For sure. I I like doing that with people. I love doing that with people. Yeah. I, I think that's like a great way to get to know them and also just be part have their story circle join with yours and it makes your circle bigger. Oh my god, I love that. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then there's a lot of parallels that we can draw. Right? From each other's stories. We're yeah. Like from two different countries, two different upbringings, but some things that we have are pretty fairly like similar. Same mm-hmm. comments. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was also shy in school, just so you know, and I didn't have a lot of confidence to speak up. Nope, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I would freak yep. out every time they asked me to um, read something. I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know where that came from, honestly. But And I think I also have a bit of an accent. I don't know where it came from, but I, I used to be very like, self-conscious about it. I'm just like, I don't know if I'm saying this word right. Am I saying it right? I, I once said lawyer as liar. <laughs> I didn't even know I was saying it wrong. <laughs> That's so funny. A totally different word. <laughs> Everyone started laughing. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they were laughing at you. I think they were just laughing at, you know. They were laughing at me. Well, I mean, also, like, liar. That's hilarious. <laughs> no. I, I wasn't the funny one, so I wasn't making a joke. No, I know, but, like, it sounds funny. I mean, it's like... It's the same thing for someone who's learning English, right? Yeah. When they make a mistake, we're not laughing at them. We're just laughing because what they said was funny in our context. <laughs> You're right. But at that time, the whole class was laughing at me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, it might have felt that way, but I feel like it's a combination of both yeah. laughing at you and laughing at what you said. At what I said, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. I'm sure the teacher laughed too. Just- I would have laughed too. It's so funny. <laughs> so funny I would laugh at myself now but yeah I mean it's just like the girl in my class <laughs> there was a girl in my class doing a science presentation and she mm-hmm. said orgasm instead of organism <laughs> so yeah she yeah. was embarrassed oh yeah I wrote um for remainder I wrote reminder on the board and I'm sure the guy behind me was just like laughing but he didn't even bother to tell me I spelled it wrong but they were laughing about it <laughs> yeah that's so rude. I mean, they know what they knew what it meant, I guess. So yeah, they did. Okay. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Can't wait to hear it. And yeah, have a good rest of the day. Yay! I should clap. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. Bye, Fona. Thanks. Bye, Vanita. Bye. Bye.